Welcome to the Phobos Militia Hobbycast. are badass <laughs> yeah I used to collect those I was actually going to mention that you, you have a book and it shows all the accessories and what each person came with and uh, that's a big thing for me because I have like what I call the retroseum and I, I got all my old G.I. Joes and you know the old base with all everything it came with even every single missile you know to the hilt like uh, but the uh, I guess the thing is the knowledge and knowing I had to look all that up and it took forever. So to have that in one place, right? amazing. And that's what's really cool. And then as far as like with the Turtles, how Turtles is still relevant now, kind of like Transformers, because it keeps being like regurgitated in like another form, you know, like re-shaped. Right. You know? But um, yeah. your G.I. Joe... It had the movie there for a little bit, but nothing really else came that really kind of brought the next generation into it as much. So I guess the Ivy is growing over the door a little bit on that. I think that's a big thing, too. You know, just the future generations forget about it. Stuff like Mario, like everyone knows. My mom knows. Like my grandma knows. You know, everyone knows Mario. It's just how it is certain things just kind of break through the glass of everything mm-hmm. and then there's your microcosms and stuff yeah. like that but um, yeah now as far as the, the G.I. Joes go like what what really started you in collecting was it the, was it the same with video games the physical aspects well first off when I was a kid like as you guys probably were at the same time the 80s like everything was military based you know you had Iron Eagle Top Gun you know, oh, yeah. War, you know the the, the uh, I think it was called War the movie. Anyway, Terminator, uh, Commando, yeah, War games like with um, with Ferris Bueller. <laughs> yeah, so it was so it, much. It was so militaristic, and I just loved uh, GI Joe. I loved the, I loved the fact that the vehicles were kind of realistic. The tanks are initially right off the bat. You know, as as a kid, you know, I've watched the shows and. I didn't. I didn't really, like. I said, man, I didn't really have that many toys, and I kind of made it my goal that I was going to collect them all. So, what I did, and I didn't, had no clue that there was actually five, six hundred of these figures, and I had an uncanny ability to know what accessory went with which guy. So I started pulling out all the uh, catalogs, putting it together. This is way back. I mean, it's probably like, you know, nineteen eighty-eight, eighty-nine when yeah. you know, people say I was collect. Yeah, I was collecting since nineteen eighty-two. Yeah, because I was a kid getting them. But I mean, I was legitimately attempting to collect them in '89 uh, and put together some type of uh, system to determine, you know, what they were. Uh, I stumbled across James D. Simone, who was really, you know, essentially a toy maker at the time, and he was putting together 
uh, a complete list as well. He actually got help from Hasbro in this process. Oh, so nice. Yeah, and and as as I would go and, and collect these, I'd realize that here's a lot of people that that want to be involved in this. So it kind of started out. The cool thing is, it kind of started out just like the gaming is now. Like you, everybody's kind of learning who's who and, and shaking hands, and we're all sharing information. And it was like that at the time, but there was no obviously no internet uh, to do it through, other than like little message boards. So yeah. that's like why I got involved with it. And then I just, I just when I hit a goal, man, I got to, I got to do it. So finally, I was able to get them all, uh, it you know, complete loose. Um, we got the book out, and then. I was able to get all of them carded and all of them in the box and then all oh, of them graded. So I have oh. every item ever made professionally graded. <laughs> and um, yeah, it, that's how that all uh, panned out. And then people would call me for advice. They still do. Like I, I do stuff on eBay or whatever and people, um, you know, write and ask me, you know, what does this gun go to? And just the litany of questions that you get, like people wonder about variations and you know, it's always it's always the same 150 questions, uh, and then and then I know who has what, so I kind of yeah. keep an amazing ledger of who has what, and I connect people. So that's, that's kind of how I got in, in, involved in that, man. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's uh, as far as GI Joes, the first one that I got was the Flak Viper. Okay. Um, that was the first figure I got it from Jewel. I remember when I was like, who knows, like seven or something. What was the first GI Joe figure you got? Do you remember? Yeah, mine was rock and roll. I could pretty much tell you when I got every figure. Or fi- like I could <laughs> tell you where I was. Some guy hit uh, me today, and he's like, hey, my my name is a guy named Vince. My name is Vince. I sold you this uh, item, um, this rare item that he had, he had sold me. It was Viper Glider. He, I, 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 he was like. You know, he wanted to buy something for me or make something available to him, and and he's like, I don't remember me. I said, remember you? I remember where I was. I was sitting in the Bahamas in in one and only, you know, hotel, and <laughs> I was talking to you online, and that's when I bought it. So, I don't know. Like I said, when it comes to Joe's, man, I have like a, a sixth sense. Um, so that was my first figure. It was a straight arm figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I found a short fuse in my backyard. Um, oh, I don't know who's was one in the neighborhood. Yeah, so I had that. <laughs> That's awesome. And then I got my my tank and my APC were my first two. But after that, man, it was like I would be the kid that would play this stuff and then put it back in the box, slide it under the bed if they're, you know, G.I. Joe didn't come with styrofoam, but it's like, you know, certain, like the puzzler transformer character. I got to take them apart, put it back in styrofoam, you know, close it back up. Like I was, like, fresh. man, I was like a meticulous <laughs> little kid. That's oh, amazing. Wow. Your future collector self thanks you now. You know? Oh yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, because the Flak Viper, I was just so attracted to how badass it was. I was like, right. it's like, oh, and Cobra Commander, it's just like it looks so badass. Kind of like Transformers, like Megatron, and it's like, man, I just love this. So yeah, that's what attracted me to GI Joes initially. And um, we, Jeff and I, always talk about like less toys versus more toys. How like your very first toys. You take that thing like everywhere you went, kind of thing, and it was like amazing. And then the more toys you got, it kind of diminishing marginal utility in a way. How it was, it, yep. it wasn't the same anymore. I don't, I, I don't know. Like, did you ever have an experience like that? Like less versus more? For- no, it was to me. It was like GI Joe versus not GI Joe. So, if <laughs> more, yeah, awesome. like if you were on 
and I shouldn't say this because I'm trying. I'm actually having really good conversations right now with Harmon Gold. But if you were a Robotech figure, you were just getting your ass beat by GI Joe. Just was no comparison. Um, if you were, uh, you know, a Transformer, you were getting torched. And you know, oh. so it was. It was pretty much like that line was sacred, and like everybody else was like on the other side. Of the okay, and were you watching the show and the comic at the time? How how was your um, relationship with the whole gamut of you yeah? Know, so media? I didn't really read the comics at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I have actually didn't now. either. Right? I don't know who did. Yeah, um, it's weird. <laughs> I thought I was a weird one. <laughs> right? If Larry Ham is listening, you know, no offense, buddy. Um, <laughs> he actually, I talk to him. He actually is like, he never. He's like, I've never watched the cartoon. <laughs> I was like, bro, you're missing it. You're you're totally missing because he did all the comics, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I and like I would, you know, I can't. I'm, I know the questions I get from Caligo, but I can't imagine because I'll hit these guys up, and I'll be up late, and I'll be like, how big was the Cobra Army? And like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, like how many, how many soldiers do you think were on the bad guy side in total? Like, how many recruits? And these guys are writing me back, like, bro, I never really considered this. Like, what are you talking about? You know, um, you were still an army. Yeah, no, I did. So I watched the the cartoons from beginning to end. I still do. I'm trying to get my sons into them. It's cool. And I've rewatched them a couple years ago because, and this is my geek confession here, is that I didn't get an answer from the guys who wrote the show, like Flint, uh, Dealey, and 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 them. And so I went back and I watched every episode and I wrote down how many vehicles there were of each vehicle um, and I counted up like how many troopers there were in any given scene um, <laughs> so I could tell you how many the complete army of how many Mobat tanks they had, how many Sky Strikers they had, how much, and then like every now and then like they would have something slip like the AVAC cost Cobra Commander's like, oh, that was $10 million down the drain. So I was like, oh, $10 million. That's how much it cost for that. So I would add up like how much funding they had. <laughs> like, Hell yeah. Bro. That's amazing, dude. So I was like, I really I was really into it and then I kind of like was like I really need to get I published articles and um, you could probably go on like, hit, like you guys have uh, Atari Age with his tank. Yeah. And if you go, you see articles all right. And, and I'm like, this is the, compl- I, like, I do a whole complete research, like seven pages. And if you look at those comments, they're like, um, I'm like, like, how do you know? So I'm like, I watch the show and they're like, uh, we only need to chip in and get Chris hookers, you know, cause you really need a social <laughs> life or whatever. And like, I was like, guys, like I did this for the betterment of the community. Like, this is, this yeah. is the complete army. Like I, I was just like, why is anybody not interested in this? And um, you're at a different so level, then, man. Like I kind of microcosm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's a small little like collection of people, but those collection of people, that collection is hardcore. And, oh yeah. And that's that's what's really great about that. And like, do you, do you have a USS flag story? Oh, I got I got a sealed flag, man. I got it. Yo. <laughs> I got I got the highest graded one. Mine's an eighty-five, and then there's another guy who's an eighty-five, and he and I debate who's who's is nicer. Um, so I've had a number of flags, and I had I had at one point I had three of them that were sealed <laughs> and graded, right? And then I was like, all right, I just I just I don't I just want to move these out. Um, 
because there was time like I would just buy like the stuff and collect it until I completed it, and people would get mad at you for that. Like, yeah, like they well, do. you're a hoarder, and like, why do you need three of these? And then finally, I was like, you know what? Like, I just put everything on eBay for pretty much like what I paid for it. I was like, I don't. So like a lot of it just like went real quick because you know I I've, I've been collecting since the way back, and. Right. You know, I, I was just, I wrote a message and I was like, you know, you know, if you really you know want this, and I emailed um, my collector friends like, look, you know, you, you you can get this stuff for me, and I started moving that out. But I still have my I have my flag and I have sealed up in the in the in the uh, case, and then I also have um, the defiant right under it. So now I'm kind of trying to display that, and and. And in, in, in now it kind of comes like more of like displaying it than actually just buying it, putting it in a box and putting it in storage somewhere. Yeah, um, you know. Yeah, that's where I am too because it's fun and it's amazing. Like when you do, and for all the people wondering, like the USS flag was basically like the aircraft carrier yes. that the big ass planes could land on. So this thing was huge. Like it was a hundred dollars at the time, and I seen it in we had hills in in Pittsburgh and. Like I just knew, I already knew I wasn't getting it. Like there's just no possible way it was gonna happen. Right. You go in and look at it or whatever. And me, it wasn't even like standing. Like I really want that. I just knew it just wasn't gonna happen at the time. Um, but there was one figure, like you said, like did one figure you wanted, like Storm Shadow. Like I just wanted that so bad, and I went. Oh God, he's amazing. Toys. And at the time, that figure in KB Toys was three ninety seven. It was four dollars. And that was a lot of money for a GI Joe because normally like two dollars and thirty seven cents or whatever they were. Really cheap, yeah. Yeah. And me and my brother were then and I held on to this thing. I didn't ask for it, but I think my mother knew like we weren't leaving the store until I got that. So <laughs> I actually ended up with a toy not on my birthday or Christmas or whatever, and I was excited about that. Um so yeah, that was my, my storm shadow, but like it was just like I love that figure. I had to, I Oh yeah. Yeah, that was the other thing that got me into it. Yeah, the Storm Shadow, Amazing. especially from um, what was the set? It was like in the '90s with um, Destro, Duke, Roadblock was recalled. What was that set? Um, it had like uh, it had like a uh, spinny uh, launcher on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah. set with the Storm Shadow was amazing. That was like my favorite one. Um, and tracking, I tracked down everything in that set. Like I think Wetsuit was in there. Um, that eel was yeah, in there. Ninety-one around that time. Yeah, right? and I could never find Roadblock, and it was like I couldn't find it anywhere. And then I realized it had been recalled. Yeah, and I ended up ordering it from Hasbro online, and they sent me like a new version. And I think it came with the rocket launcher. It didn't. Yeah, so it came. It, the the uh, the one was recalled, and they also have it on regular card. Um, that same exact version. So if you were a completist, then that's you know, you tough. Buy right, you could buy one, but if you wanted it on car, you can get both versions or one or the other, depending on how much of a completist uh, you are. There was a black, there was a deep six with a black a dolphin instead of like the tan dolphin. That's a pretty rare item. So, uh -huh. and that never really bothered me because, you know, as much as I was a completion like completionist. It, it was nice to know there was like a limited number of literally truly complete sets in the book the Royal American Hero line it doesn't have the black dolphin because you know wanted it to be that 
that that complete line was attainable to everybody. You know what I mean? So there's like hand painted figures, like De Simone made hand painted figures or whatever, and whatever. There's maybe a hundred of them or whatever. So that really means you know if you really wanted to be a completist, completist, you know you can. There's only a hundred complete sets. Well, you know you obviously want to share this with different generations. Mm-hmm. So like that particular figure is not, you know, quote unquote part of the real American hero set. You know, and that mm-hmm. that was my you know goal with with the with these these guides is is that you know what defines the set. Yes. And then there was a hiatus. Ninety four, they stopped. They went back in like ninety seven. This one is three packs. Dash Grove, Cobra Commander, Baroness was in one. And they had this Stars and Stripes set. Kind of kicked that off. And for some time, I was trying to continue that into the next book. But then I figured, you know what? That's a whole nother era. Let's, you know, 82 to 94 is pretty much considered one complete body of work. And then, you know, 96, so you have like O-ring, like the, the rubber bands inside the figure is considered an O-ring. And then you have new sculpt which were put together, manufactured differently. So yes. somewhere along the, there, the lines blurred, but then you have convention figures that are have O-rings after new sculpts came out. So, <laughs> right. Crazy. So now you have like one complete body of work and, and, and that's that, that book sells the most because that's pretty much considered like, okay, I could collect a official complete set of what's out there, you know? Yeah, and you can know that it's kind of like with the NES, how stadium events was recalled. Mm-hmm. Um, now with Roadblock, was that in stores for a long time, or do you know the story behind that? Or no, I don't really know it because at the time I don't know. What you know, the funny thing is where you picked up is where I started to get annoyed with the figures, where you had like uh-huh. Hydra Viper had like a fin on the like Cobra apparently genetically mutated humans into different animals and fish and whatever. Yeah, they're getting gimmicky. Right. And at that point, like, I just, you know, at the time, like I said, you know, I didn't have a lot to spend my money on. So it was like, that was like kind of a turnoff. And then that, that I mean, that's kind of like 80, 89. And you're talking like 1991. Um, so, I, you know, I wasn't really looking in the stores for those figures at the time. Because I didn't know the set was going to end either. You know, around the time ninety one, it doesn't finish in ninety four. I bought figures in in, in in around that time. I don't uh-huh. remember it being on the shelf. I remember other rare stuff, like there was a Brazilian set, and I remember looking at this several times, wanting it. And but it was repaints. Um, I was going to ask if you collected the repaints. Yeah, of course. You know, so that would be whatever part of the set. I mean, when they came out, to me, it was like, well. You know, kind of like you said, almost like gimmicky. Well, like you didn't even invest the time to make a new mold. It's the same guy, but yeah. he's like a marauder now. Like at the time, that didn't sit well with me. Now, obviously, they're really cool. The, the Night Force stuff, they're uh-huh. same character dressed all in black. So they would just literally take the same exact mold of a figure and then change the the outfit. And, um, you know, for me, it was like if there was a new figure, I would obviously choose him over the repaint of the existing figure. Um, yeah, I, I noticed Z-Bots did that a lot too, which they were in like the early 90s. They were small little like robots, but they would flip around. Yeah, after, oh, yeah. See, that was the first one that I got into, the 91, and then after that, there was like a drug 
like a narc, like drug force type deal. And then there was like a radioactive, like cesspool was in it. Yes. I can't remember. Then the, yeah, they were like so eco warriors, right? Follows this kind of process. Yeah, D. Yeah, a drug enforcement agency. Did then yeah. environmental cleanup. <laughs> and, it got crazy. Well, Captain if you look Planet. at the current, if you look at the current cards of GI Joe, and I don't necessarily have official Hasbro information, but at least my understanding is that, you know, they took out the whole kind of GI Joe is a counter-terrorist organization. Yeah. And obviously after 9-11, they kind of changed that mode and they would take that away. So it's not, they, they don't, my understanding is that they, they want to get away from that. You have all these kind of people that don't want their kids playing with like guns and things like that. Yeah. What it was is they they started to realize maybe in their research that people identified Cobra too much with Al Qaeda and that would be a turnoff for for selling toys. So yeah, they're kind of like Damn. that's internally what my understanding is that they're it makes sense though, because there's just it's it's violence, like there's just guns and I mean that's what the eighties was though. Yeah. Steroids and guns. Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I gotta be whoa. honest with you, once this <laughs> once these games I'm working on some stuff now and, and once that's done, at one point, yeah, I'm I want to reintroduce this militaristic toy line. Yes. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm talking to Absolutely like I said, I am talking to Harmony Gold right now and we're working on two projects. Um, and I hope to be involved with Robotech because it already has a uh, existing name and then to con- a continuation of that. They're looking for their, their Sony movie, obviously. That's going to be more based off of your... There's kind of different phases of Robotech where yeah. you have your Veritech Fighters for Connor. What we consider in America is Macross kind of... you know. And, and again, this, this is a very touchy... Uh, description when you talk about Robotech and Macross. Oh, especially to the fans. Extremely dedicated fans one way or another, but from one perspective, you know, you have essentially three stories, and then you have the Invid, which is your Invid Invasion story, and that was always my favorite. So, hopefully I could um, you know, be a part of that and continue a militaristic line, because I think it's, I think it's missing, and, you know, it, it when we were kids, you, me and you guys probably ran around with toy guns and never oh, thought about man. actually shooting somebody. We, we know what we're doing with it and not. And that is totally a void in, 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 in not, I don't want to say the marketplace because it's not about making money. It's about boys playing with toys. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, girls playing with toys too, but in that particular action figure line, I mean, that's, that's what it's about. Man. And, and, and I, and I want to, I want to, you know, be a, a part of that as well. Get to do a Coleco GI Joe line. <laughs> yeah, some type of some type some type of scenario where it's each individual character, like you guys said, why is they have their own personality and develop around it. Um, the bad guys are highly collectible uh, because Always. you have trooper figures, right? And they have their own person. Like Cobra Commander was a leader, but he wasn't this evil leader. He was like he was quirky and mm-hmm. he was like funny and and uh, like it, nothing went his way so it was like comedic and, and, and most like, of the main protagonists were relatable so then when you yes. saw the really badass 
bad guys, even the ones with quirky, like they still outshine the good guys. But then you would have those couple like Snake Eyes style good guys that were really badass too. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, every bit of person, and then there's serious guys and, and joking guys, and and with that, like I, you know, the one thing I have to admit is like I never really watched the the movies that, that were GI Joes because it was so far away from you know the the story the, the original storyline the the latest ones yeah like the the ones with real people with the rock in oh, it those, yeah, those oh yeah yeah i've stayed away from that's gotta be bad like there's no I, way that can be good in any I mean, shape even if they're oh, all right as an action movie they're still not like <laughs> cl- comparable to the classic gi joe cartoons right. like like okay so the <laughs> i don't i don't i'm also not a fan like if you take a, like you take a book like Harry Potter and make it exactly like the book like that doesn't sit well either no. but at least you know I'm expecting that you're going to take the characters and you in, in write a movie based on um, the, the, the universe that already exists and the characters that already exist I mean they pretty much were like that you could have wrote anything and slapped the name G.I. Joe on it and it would have been just the same you know right it had, you know, what did it, other than the fact that they used the characters' names and they called it GI Joe, what else was the same about it? Yeah, you know, I, uh, I don't, you know, I, I don't know. So again, like, and only say that, like I said, I'm not, I don't, I'm not throwing dirt. It's Hasbro, they're a multi-billion-dollar company, so I, you know, I don't necessarily think my opinion matters. I don't mean to be a troll them or anything, but <laughs> you know, from my experience. It, yeah, I remember too. Like I worked uh, licensing fair in, in 1998. Like I went to Hasbro. I got in there. I had conversations with with with, with people in an organization. Like I've always been involved in in fr- from an outside perspective in saying, "Hey, this this is what it is," and, and it, it's hard to get your uh, opinion in that mix. And that's again one reason why I wanted to be a part of this company was because. I wanted everybody's opinion. You know, I wanted to hear what everybody had to say and and try to involve everybody uh, in the process of, of, of making whatever's made. You know? Absolutely. And really, the thing with the GI Joes too, like they looked super badass. Um, it's like compare that to like the Silverhawks. Like the good guys just didn't have a cool look to them. All the bad guys in Silverhawks looked awesome, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, G.I. Joe's had a stylish, amazing look to it. And uh, Cobra, too, you know. Hey, boss, that hissing fool's on the TV again. Citizens of the United States, I am pleased to announce Cobra's economic recovery plan. If you want money to buy food for your children, take all your valuables to the nearest branch of extensive enterprises. There, all goods will be exchanged for Cobra currency. Well, you have, um, in 84, they had the hooded Cobra commander. Uh, he's typically a mellow figure. And then you had your masked Cobra commander. Yeah. Uh, so it, in 80, 82, they did the mask version. It would, so if you look, if you're near your computer, just Google 1984 hooded Cobra commander. Uh-huh. So, he's, okay. so just like the cartoon, he had a blue hood. You could see his eyes. Almost like a Pac-Man ghost looking head. Um, and, and he, he, he yeah. was released. Yeah, he was there released in 1984. So, okay. 
I believe he was a Mellaway figure is what, what the situation with him was. So that's I actually had that one at that time. So you got your flag points and you had the Mellaway and get it. My friend had the silver mask. He actually left it over my house. And I was like, bro, you oh. left a figure here. And he's like, no, nah, that's yours. I was like, what? okay. So <laughs> cool. I had both versions. Um, okay. That works. <laughs> that works for me. Uh, he didn't seem to care, so I took him. And nice. uh, so I had, had both of those. So it, it that's that so initially the the figure there's one called a mickey mouse cobra commander so that was your mass cobra commander was initially kind of like this painted looking cobra emblem but it looked like big eyes so it looked, they call it mickey mouse it looked like mickey mouse you could google him so then you had your straight arm hmm. where he, he wasn't swivel was his wrist didn't turn i'm sorry his uh didn't turn into his elbows that was mass in 82 and then they released an 83 masked figure, but he swivel armed. Um, plastic's a little bit different. And then in 84, they had the Melway figure with the hood. And then in 87, you had what's called a battle armor Cobra Commander who had all this battle armor, like kind of bulletproof metallic uh, armor. And, and mo- mostly they featured him with this like pogo. Um, Vehicle is considered like one of the most ridiculous vehicles they they put out, where it just kind of bounced around and, and whatnot. Huh. So he didn't come with it, but he was always you know kind of featured in that. So that's when they did the next uh, Cobra Commander version. Okay. If you wanted a brief history of Cobra Commanders, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, exactly, because because the the one that I had, he had a sound pack on his back, and he would be like, "Vipers attack, Cobra." Yeah, so <laughs> It was classic. And I yeah, think no, the that, other that definitely came out. Done. He came out with Overkill, and you had Talking Stalker, Talking Hawk, or whatever. So that all came out in that same, like, 1990, about that time. <laughs> yeah, he he had the hood, but he had, like, a like a rope deal, kind of like Boba Fett with the Wookiee braids, like, down his side of his arm. There was a black version, too. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, to, to make the blue version, you had to unscrew the pack in the back and actually take that off and you had to, like open it up from the inside if you just wanted a, a normal hooded cobra commander it's kind of like a custom version you can make and just put a backpack on them you know some rockets or whatever true, true. but but yeah so that was that was the interesting thing that was the mail was the uh, the mail away one was rare is that what the deal was because i i could never find a hooded one easily except for the black and the blue later ones well i think i mean at the time you know, once the offer was out, I mean, it was, you know, you weren't going to get it. Is it rare? Done, now? Yeah. yeah. I mean, more rare would be your Mickey Mouse Cobra Commander um, would be a more rare figure. I mean, if memory serves me right, I mean, it's pretty much the rarest of them. So a loose, a loose, complete Mickey Mouse Cobra Commander would probably be like $185 in a, in a good condition. Wow. Um, so it's probably one of the more rare commanders of that rare American hero line. Uh, but yeah, you I mean you could pick one up on eBay for less than twenty dollars for a hooded Cobra Commander. That's badass. Yeah, it's kind of like the mail away Mumra in um, Thundercats, and okay. then Hulk Hogan had like a mail away for the Hasbro figures. Right. Um, which I gotta ask, since you're from Philly, do you ever go to any ECW shows back in the day or no? No, the only ah, thing- oh, come on. <laughs> I, gotta, I had to ask. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I knew you were going to. 
I, yeah, I mean, I, I, the only thing I watched is WrestleMania three with Hogan and uh, Andre the Giant. Um, my dad took me over to his friend's house, and they, he had rented it, and um, that, that's the only one I really, I really watched. Man, I, I was I was definitely a Hulkamaniac. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, so, so by the time the '90s hit around and ECW was setting tables on fire and <laughs> doing craziness, you were. Like, I was in the cards. I was in the baseball cards, man. I was. Yeah, you're a different route. Yeah, I. Yeah, that's the route I took there, man. That's freaking. Did you ever do other cards like Magic or anything like that? No, nah, just fantasy. Just, just at the time it was baseball cards. I was living in Pittsburgh and I was collecting the Pirates and, and, and whatnot like i said i mean it was that junk wax era that they produced bazillion cards um so yeah everything at the time i don't know i was playing baseball man so it was my life i would play on a team and then i'd play oh, yeah, practice this was childhood yeah I, I had a book with all the cubs players in it all the Sox players i'm from chicago okay so, and when you would you'd go to the games and you could get the sets with all the players in it that's that's what that was badass yeah because then you had everything, and then you could sit in the bleachers and get the little book that had the logo on the front and put all the cards in there, you know, accordingly. <laughs> Classic. Dude. So did the um, didn't the Cubs win the World Series like the same year that that um, was in Back to the Future they were supposed to win? No, yeah. So it was one year after. One yeah. Year. In front of Harry Carey's restaurant, which is like two buildings away from where I work, they had the uh, DeLorean and you could just walk by. That was last year because the Back to the Future thing. And right. it was like open and everything. People were taking pictures. It was pretty badass.